Hello and greetings to each of you this day. I am your host of the Being Love in Action podcast, Reverend K.C. Williams of Kenya C. Williams Ministries. Listen, I am a grace girl, daughter of the King of Kings and a disciple and lover of Jesus Christ. And I invite you to walk with me today as I share a word of encouragement for our Mother's Day edition. Amen. So grab your coffee or have a sip of tea with me while being encouraged, empowered, and even challenged as we learn through the gospel of Jesus Christ, the life application of what it truly means to be love in action. Welcome back. It is that time of the week. Yes, again, it is that time of the week when we come together and we get an opportunity to share. Amen. I am your host again, Reverend Casey Williams of King C. Williams Ministries, and this is our Mother's Day edition. Yes, here in the States, uh, it is Saturday night amen 11 23 p.m my time and i know that um you may be listening um from somewhere where it's already sunday i know we have uh international listeners and i am so grateful for each one of you for everyone that comes in every week and are tuning in to the being love in action podcast and to those of you who may just be joining on today you are truly appreciated we take not for granted that you come on and you take the time to listen to what god is doing through this ministry so once again we thank you and we celebrate you we're gonna jump right into it this week as we are preparing and i'm going to share a little bit with you on um a mother's love, the unsung heroes. You know, it is Mother's Day. Um, tomorrow is Mother's Day. And in some parts of the world, you're already celebrating Mother's Day. Amen. And this is a day that mothers all over the world are celebrated. Many are celebrated. It is sometimes not a, a, a time for celebration as much as it is for a time of memories as well as pain. There are some who have lost their mothers who have gone on to glory. And so Mother's Day is like a bittersweet moment. Um, But I wanted to share today, and I hope that this encourages all of you who are listening, whether your mother is still here with us in the land of the living, or if your mom has already transitioned and she's gone on to be with the Lord. You know, mothers are just such a beautiful creation of God. And many times I believe that we don't always see the beauty in mothers. Amen. In these days and time, you know, with the social media being uh, the animal that it is, and in some instances is a good one, in some instances is not so good. But in this time when many times, if we just look at the, the sanctity and the honor of motherhood, Many times, if you just really think about it, even motherhood is on attack. And today I wanted to just share as I was just preparing and asking God what I would share on the podcast this week. And he gave to me unsung heroes, mothers, the unsung heroes. And, you know, there's so many mothers throughout the Bible 
many are, are popular and, and we've read their stories, but there are some that we don't really talk about because their story doesn't fit the narrative of what we see as a perfect mother, right? There is no such thing as a perfect mother. I think there is a woman who God gave her the gift to bring forth life into the world. And in many instances, in all instances, I believe mothers do the very best that they can, giving um, the hand that they were dealt in life. I believe that we have to also understand that every mother's situation is not the same. Every mother's life is not the same. Every mother's circumstances into which that life has come into earth has is not the same. But what I do find in mothers, in most mothers, in all mothers, is that they are truly gift barriers. Mothers are the very containers. Thank you, uh, the one of my great uh, mentors and, and father of ministry. He refers sometimes to a mother as a container that brings forth to carry life into this atmosphere. Amen. And so I just want to share this um, thought today with you. A mother's love, the unsung heroes. And I want to look at four mothers in the Bible. And there were so many that I could have gone with and I could have just did three. But I'm just going to go with what God said. And, and, I, and I pray that each mother that we talk about today gives a vast look at what motherhood is all about. And the love of a mother. There is no real true measure that we could ever give for the love of the mother. Amen. And this is not to bash men because I believe in in great men and fathers and I believe in the covenant relationships. Amen. And whether that relationship is 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 one at some point uh, no longer in existence. And what I'm talking about is people maybe who were married and they were divorced. But in any relationship where a child is brought into this world, hopefully not one where it was one out of an abusive situation or some type of situation that was not willing, you know, we know that in, in all sense of purposes that a mother's love is one that supersedes what I think we really, really look at. And when we talk to anyone today, including those of us who are listening and we are sons and daughters, if we really think about a mother's love, each one of us have a perspective of a mother's love coming from a child or whether we're the children or the grandchildren, um, the aunt, the nieces or the nephews or a family member of a mother, whether it is our biological mother or our grandmother or a surrogate mother. Maybe, you know, she did not bear, bear you in the physical, but that mother was one. Maybe she was in your community and she spoke life into you. She fed you. She did things to you and for you that maybe your biological mother could have maybe didn't do. And some people are products of um, adoption or they were raised in foster homes for whatever reason. Their, mo their mother either passed maybe when they were born or she was not able to to raise them. But in spite of all of those circumstances, and sometimes they're not great circumstances from our perspective. But I hope today that through these women that I'm going to share with you, you'll be able to get a look at a mother's love from a perspective of their personal struggles. I think many times as children and me being a daughter, um, we don't always see, we think mothers are superheroes. I was working on um, 
something for a great women's group that I'm part of. And um, the Gathering of Holy Women is a group, a wonderful group of women of God who are purposed and just living their individual lives poured out for God. And then we come collectively to do the same thing. And as we were preparing this year for our conference, uh, well, not a conference, our gathering, um, we had to do it a little different due to the pandemic. And so we had to do everything on Zoom this year. But the, the, the thing about it was in preparation for that, one of the things that was asked was for us to describe ourselves. And so for me, that was hard to do. I didn't want to do it because I, I almost felt like it was kind of vain. And, and I know I shouldn't feel like that, but I just did, you know, because if we're honest, we all want to think the great, the best of ourselves. But then I said, let me ask my daughters. My daughters are children. They're young adults and they're going to be very honest, brutally honest, like their mother is. Um, but I, I let them, I allowed them to share with me what they felt who they felt I was as a mother. And so my oldest daughter, she said to me, she said, you're my Shiro, you're Shiro. And I was like, wow. And she said, she sent me, she texted to me. And then she said to me, I want you to know what the definition is. Look up the definition. And so when I looked up the definition of a Shiro, it literally brought tears to my eyes because as I begin to prepare for this podcast and I, and the title of it is a mother's love, the unsung heroes. It literally made me think about who my daughter saw me as, you know, many times we don't really think about moms and how we see them because a mother's love is one we see from the eyes of us as being sons and daughters, grandchildren, nieces, nephews, cousins, aunts, and uncles. We view a mother's love from the perspective of one who have experienced the nurturing, the caring, the sacrifice and what we see as love. But do we really give all mothers the respect they deserve? Or is it as just mothers who have birthed children or have been a surrogate to children who have made great accomplishments? Do we really see the beauty and creation that mothers all deserve? So as we're going into this, I want you to think about that. Let's look at a few mothers from the Bible. All mothers, some considered greater than others. However, all great mothers who put their love for their child above their own. That is the one thing I see in the commonality of, 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 of most mothers is that they put their own needs above their needs of their children. Amen. And so I want us to look at, and I know that we judge many times great mothers based on the accomplishments of their children, but we want to get away from that because many times great mothers may not necessarily have a platform of some great people that we know, but nonetheless, it does not make them any less of a great mother. Amen. And so I want to first look at the first person I want to look at is Hagar. Hagar. And Hagar's story can be found in the book of Genesis, uh, the 21st chapter. You want to read the 21st chapter. But verses 8 through 20 are the ones I kind of want us to look at. And Hagar, the mother of Ishmael, 
Ishmael was the firstborn son of Abraham. He was not the son that was promised by God, which was Isaac. And so our story with Hagar is this. A mother's love endures. Hagar's story was very touching. And when God gave me Hagar, I said, you know, she is one unsung hero in the word of God in the Bible, because many people judge her based on their perception of who she was then, not understanding necessarily culturally what was going on. And the very fact that she went into a situation knowing in all parties were in agreement, And even after being in agreement, she was rejected, she was ridiculed, and then she was abandoned. Let's look at her story very quickly, just for you who may not know the story of, of Hagar. Hagar was the concubine or the mistress, but we wouldn't say mistress necessarily um, in today's time. You may say mistress only because a mistress is a woman who's known to have an affair or being in a relationship with a married man. Well, culturally in that time, it was it was OK for men to have other wives or women that were they didn't marry, but they were they were just for the sole purposes of them to help uh, reproduce. Amen. Remember, during this time, it was about plenty, replenishing the earth. Amen. And so here was this woman who was a slave. She was brought into a land. She was sold into slavery and she was considered the handmaiden to Abraham's wife. Now, if you're not familiar with the story of Abraham, go back into Genesis and you begin to read the story of Abraham. Abraham was told that he needed to leave his family and that God would make him the father of many nations. So when you hear the word, hear the name Abraham, he's considered the father of many nations. He is also um, part of even those who um, practice Islam talk about Abraham. So Abraham is the father of many nations. And because of Ishmael, Ishmael was his firstborn biological son to his concubine, which was Haggai. So here's the story. She was the maid, the ser ma um, servant, maid servant to his wife. Sarah was barren. However, Sarah was told by God that she would she would bear a son and he would be great. And that is Isaac. But what happened was just like many times we do, we get impatient and we want to help God. And so Sarah decides because you have to remember culturally during this time was that a woman's worth a lot of times was connected to her ability to bear children as well as sons who were heirs. At that time, women could not be heirs to the, um, the, the riches of the father. It had to be a son. And so she didn't have any children. And part of her love for her husband was she wanted him to be able to have children a son. So what she did was she said to her husband at some point, they had a conversation and she said, I want to give my maiden to you so that she can bear children for you through me. 
So that was a, a surrogacy. But the difference was they didn't use the modern technology that we use today where we can take out an egg and we can connect it with the, the embryo, with the sperm, and then put it back into the woman. They literally had to have physical contact. They had to have intimacy. They had to have sex. And so that's what happened. And as a result, she bore him a son and his name was Ishmael. And so when she gave him the son, after the child was born, and of course the father was happy, which was Abraham, and he loved the son. And then all of a sudden, everything began to change because now the woman, which was his wife, Sarah, who had made an agreement to give this woman to her husband to procreate, she got jealous. She became jealous because now this woman was able to give her husband something she couldn't give him. But if we really look at it, it wasn't that she couldn't give him the son. She didn't wait on God to do what God said he was going to do. And as a result of that, she put her hands into the situation, which made it worse. And so as a result of this woman who was a slave, who was told to do something, whether she really wanted to or not, she agreed to because as a slave, she really had no choice. And as a result of her being obedient, she was sent away with her son. So her and her son travels into the desert, wandering and, and Abraham sent them away with food. And it doesn't say that Abraham wanted to do that. But as a result of what the situation created, he had to do that. So he had to literally reject his own son because of the problems it was causing. Can you imagine that? Doesn't that sound like a modern day uh, Real Housewives or something or, you know, one of these, uh, you know, one of these shows you watch on um, Lifetime. I can't stand Lifetime. But anyway, maybe one of these shows. I mean, it was a real life situation. And many times when we find ourselves in those kind of situations, it's because we stepped out of the will of God. And so they did. And they caused this woman to be put in a situation where now she was rejected and she had to wander in the desert. So here she is in the desert with her child, a child that God actually opened her womb and allowed her to have. And as she sat there in the desert crying because now all of her food is gone, all of the water is gone. And it says that she set her son down. And when she set him down, she thought he was going to die. She thought she was going to die because everything was gone. And then God came to her and he he showed her a place to go and get water. And he gave her a prophetic um, word that her child would would also be great. He would be a great nation. So what is the moral of this story? Is that a mother love endures. A mother love endures. It endures the rejection of family and friends or people that she thought were her family and friends. You know, many of us, if we're honest, we didn't have our children. Normally, some of us were married, were not married when we had our children. Right. I was fortunate enough to be married to my 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 husband at the time, my children's father, my first love when we had our kids. Right. We were married. 
But many people were not necessarily married when their children came into the world. Maybe they were engaged. Maybe they were dating. And then this child came along and changed the trajectory of their lives. Right. And two people who loved each other decided we're going to come and we're going to do this together. And then one person checks out. And here, this man who was Abraham, a great man of God, he checked out of her life. And she had to deal with the rejection. She had to deal with the abandonment because you got to remember culturally who was going to marry her. She was a concubine. She wasn't a virgin anymore. She was a woman that was being that was a slave. So her body was being utilized by someone else. And yes, culturally, it was OK. But I want you to understand what did she deal with? See, many times we don't look at what mothers deal with. This this could have been any woman, any young woman. You know, maybe when you were engaged or maybe you were dating, maybe you were mistress, maybe it was a one night stand. And even in our sinful actions, God can still bless. There will always be a consequence to our sin or our, our good, our righteousness. But God can still bless you in spite of your past, in spite of what the situation was, because God still blessed her and he spoke life over her. So Hagar, the unsung hero, this mother's love endured. She was determined not only to live, but to live for her son, that he may become a great nation. How many Haggai's do you know? Or maybe you are one yourself. And I'm here to encourage you today that even the Haggai, a mother's love endures. The second person I want us to look at very quickly is Hannah. Hannah was, uh, you can find Hannah's story in 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel chapter 1. And Hannah was the mother of the prophet Samuel. She was married to Elkanai. And Hannah's story was this. She was unable to bear children. And culturally, again, whenever a woman cannot bear children, there is a shame that's attached to them. Many times, because remember, um, wealth could not be transferred to daughters. It was only transferred to sons. And so here was this woman who was married to Elkanah and he had two wives. She was one of the wives and she was the beloved wife. He loved her. And his other wife's name was Panina and she bore him children. She bore him sons and Panina would would. Um, literally antagonized this woman on a daily basis. She laid in front of her every day, her barrenness. But this woman, Hannah, she, Hannah was such a, a woman of mother of prayer. See, a mother's love is prayerful, even in the face of humiliation. Hannah, it said she would go, Hannah would go to the the temple and she would pray outside and so much so that the, the the priest thought she was drunk she was praying to god so fervently to to open up her womb and here was this man of god thinking she was drunk but she was praying and she prayed so hard and she prayed so purposely 
See, the other thing about a mother's love, it's prayerful. And in its prayerfulness, it is purposed. It says that she prayed to God and she said, if you give me a child, I will give them and dedicate them back to you. And so therefore, Samuel was then taken when she gave birth to him and he became a prophet. He was the great prophet that spoke to David and other men of God. He was the one that literally anointed Saul, the very first king of Israel. So I want us to be mindful that one of the unsung lessons of a, of a mother, an unsung hero of a mother like Hannah, who we many don't know her story. But a real mother's love is prayerful, even in the adversity of humiliation. Can you imagine? And then the third one I want to talk about very quickly is Jochebed. Jochebed was the mother of Moses. Her story is found in Exodus 2. And so, you know, I'm giving you the chapters because I want you to read the whole story um, it's not necessarily a particular scripture, but I want you to read the whole story because it's imperative. You know, sometimes, you know, we I'm going to give you a summary, but really to get a great understanding, it's good for you to read it yourself. Amen. And Yogabet was the mother of Moses. And if you know the story of Moses, how he became to be in the growing up in the Pharaoh's house was that in that time there was a decree. That all the male children two years and under were to be killed. And so Jochebed, who was the mother of Moses, puts her son in a weaving straw basket and places him on the Nile River. And, and I want to talk about Jochebed because a mother, mother's love is hopeful. Remember, we're talking about the unsung heroes, a mother's love and a mother's love. Remember, we said with Hagar was that a mother love endures. It endures. It is determined. It endures um, all of the, the hurts, the rejection and the abandonment. A mother's love. When we talked about with Hannah, a mother's love is very prayerful. Amen. Even in the face of humiliation. And now we're going to look at this woman whose her love was hopeful in spite of her circumstances. In spite of what fear, she was still hopeful. Here was this mother who had to place her son in the Nile River. She had to be so bold enough in fear. She was in fear, but also she was hopeful that even placing her child on the Nile River. Can you imagine her fear of the crocodiles and the alligators and the animals that could eat him, right? She put him on that Nile River, hoping that someone would find him and that they would be able to save him and keep him safe. And my God was her prayers answered. She, he was came into the presence of the, the sister of the Pharaoh and she took him into her home and raised him as her son. See, this woman in her desperation did something that many mothers have done. She was not in a position to care for him, not because she didn't love him, but because her life and what was going on in that time around her would put her child at risk. So what I want you to understand is that when she placed her son on the waters of the Nile River, 
praying that he would survive the death warrant that had been issued out because of the circumstances were imminent danger. Perhaps maybe, you know, someone, maybe you were that mother, you were too young. And so you opted to give birth to your child and then give it up for adoption. That's a hopeful mother. That is the love of a mother that's hopeful. Or maybe you were a mother and you were, or you know of a mother that was battling an addiction or in a physically abusive or mental uh, relationship that was not, not only great for the mother, but great for the child. Most mothers, when they give up their children, they don't do it many times as a, as relinquishing their responsibility. Many of them do it from a heart of a mother's love because they understand that for whatever reason that they don't have the capability to raise their children in a healthy environment. Here was this woman who loved her son, but she knew the imminent danger of her life and her lifestyle at that time being not even because she did anything wrong. But because of her nationality, being a Hebrew Jew. And then there was a decree made that all male children were to be killed. So there was a genocide that was going on. And because of this, she opted to not allow her child to be killed. And she was hopeful that someone would find him. Isn't that beautiful? I know sometimes people judge women who give up their children, but you never judge a situation. First of all, if you're not a mother, if you never had to endure like some of these women decisions that would change the trajectory of their own lives, let alone for their children. It takes a brave and hopeful woman to say, I can't do what I need to do. But I love my child enough to allow someone and I'm hopeful and prayerful that someone will love them. You know, it is such a, 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 a shame when we think about the foster system. There are probably many great men and women and families who have loved children, who have supported them, who have truly treated them as if they were their own. We hear so many of the tragic stories of children being placed in foster care that are abused and misused. But again, a real mother's love is hopeful that in spite of their circumstances and their inability to do something in that moment, that there is hope that love still resounds in the hearts of others. Amen. I think it's a beautiful thing to be um, a, a surrogate mother, a father, or a surrogate, um, or not surrogate, I'm sorry, um, uh, one who takes care of someone else's child, whether it's through an adoption, whether it's, you know, through, you know, family uh, situation, that's a beautiful thing to share love. And so I want us to remember that a mother's love is hopeful in spite of their circumstances. The very last person I want us to look at, of course, is Mary, the mother of Jesus. And there are so many things I could say about Mary, the mother of Jesus. But today I want to look at Mary's perspective. Remember, we're talking about a mother's love. 
the unsung heroes. Now, this one is a little different because Mary is not an unsung hero. She is one that has been worshipped in a sense. She has been, you know, they we understand who she was and we honor her being the mother of Jesus Christ. Amen. And so we want to remember that. But here's the thing about Mary that I don't think we really talk about is her her selflessness. Here is here is Mary. Mary from the very beginning of her pregnancy watch this let's go back a little bit further mary relationship with joseph here was this young girl remember culturally women were virgins before they got married amen um and so there were some things that had to happen prior to um them coming the marriage was arranged and it was agreeing that she would marry joseph amen and so here was mary this young girl um expecting you know this new life um with this man and and they would be a family and one day they would have children well she gets a visitation by the Holy Spirit and by God and said an angel and says, you know what? You're going to give birth to the Savior. Can you imagine? From day one, her relationships were always challenged. So now she had to share with this young man that she was told by an angel that she was going to be pregnant with the child savior. Can you imagine that conversation? Let's just think about that just for a moment. Can you imagine a woman right now telling a man her, her, her fiance or, you know, Hey, I'm pregnant and here's this situation and it is this spiritual thing. Can you imagine? And this man thought about leaving her, but quietly, and then he had a visitation and it was it was totally confirmed that she was not lying. Amen. And so now that that has happened, she gives birth and Joseph becomes the stepdad of the, the century because he loves Jesus the Christ as if it's his own. And what I want you to understand about a mother's love that's selfless is that in her selflessness, Mary, it affected her relationships. Her husband, who was the stepfather to Jesus. Can you imagine the talk that others were talking about? Because you got to also understand um, people probably were were doing the calculations. OK, she's pregnant. They not married or they just got married and she about to have a baby. What's really going on? They you, can you imagine the talk that they had? She had the privilege to birth the savior. But she shared him with the world. Selflessness. You know, I've heard stories of mothers who, you know, their sons get married and they don't want to let go of their sons. You know, all of these crazy stories. And, you know, think about the life of Christ. He was always traveling. He made sure many, you know, his mom was there taking care of. But, you know, after he made 12, he hit the ground running. He, he didn't have time to, you know, necessarily nurture his mom in the context of what we would think. Right. Because he had a mission. 
And so when people are mission or purpose driven, that means a lot of times the relationships that we look at or we take for granted to be cultivated, many times they may suffer as a result because of the mission. Does it mean there's any less love? No. But as a mother, she had to selflessly make sure she supported her son without being that nagging mom. Without going to her son, you know, Jesus, I just need you home. Can you be here with me? Can you imagine what it took for her not only to be selfish, but she had to watch her son being crucified, murdered for the benefit of others. Did you hear me? She had to watch her son being crucified. He was murdered. We say crucified because of what it was for. But if you think about it, can you imagine a mother having to watch her son being killed? For people of every nation, every walk, every life, the same ones that mocked him and ridiculed him and beat him. I think we forget about the agony and the pain that Mary endured. But her selflessness for her love for her son, Jesus, superseded her own personal emotions that she had to deal with. It doesn't say she didn't deal with that. I'm just saying, just imagine what mothers endure. My heart goes out to mothers who have lost their children, especially tragically. No parent wants to bury their children first. That's not the way it should be, right? But this woman who brought in the Savior brought him in knowing that he would die before her. So what am I saying? Yes, a mother's love is selfless. We learned about that from Mary. We learn that a mother's love is prayerful in spite of humiliation from the story of Hannah. We looked at the story of Jochebed, the mother of Moses. We saw that a mother's love is hopeful in spite of circumstances, in spite of fear. And remember through the story of Hagar, the mother of Ishmael, that a mother love endures Rejection endures abandonment. A mother's love is the very foundation of being love in action. Because no matter what, a mother's love never stops being love. Each one of these women, different stories. But the very commonality that they have was the act of love for their children. I pray today that as you celebrate your mother, whether she's your biological mother, whether she's a surrogate mother, whether she's your mother, a mother that raised you in the community or a mother that, you know, someone that you saw as a mother figure. Remember that many times we only see the finished products based on our own eyes. We look at our mothers from our own perspective of what we see them as, who they've been to us. But many times we forget to see what they have endured 
as mothers, we forget the tears like Hannah who cried and prayed. Many of us are products of our praying mothers, praying grandmothers, praying surrogate mothers. We are products of those women praying for us. We are product of those women hoping and believing for good things in our lives in spite of. We are products of a mother's love. So if there's a woman in your life that you call mother, be kind. Because there were times in her life when life was not kind to her. But she did the very best she could. See, the beauty of a mother is that it supersedes social, economic, and political casting. It it supersedes all of that. Because at the end of the day, every woman that has the blessing to give birth or to be a surrogate mother had the ability to take the life of someone else and try to will it into a place of purpose so I pray today that on this Mother's Day that you are loved that you love yourself and that you remember to love those mothers that came before you and those that are still here with you my heart and prayers for every person that is listening that have lost their mother their mother figure I pray that today this podcast brings you some sort of joy where you can rehab the memories of a beautiful, loving mother and be mindful that there were things that she endured that you have no idea. But celebrate the woman that gave birth, that God allowed her womb to bring forth a great man or a great woman of purpose. And, you know, in this podcast, we always like to offer Christ. How could we not talk about the mother of Christ and her selflessness and not think about the selflessness of the Savior? Jesus died for you and I. So that even into death, when these fleshly bodies die, that the gift of eternal life will be ours. And the beautiful thing is that it doesn't take a dissertation. It doesn't take, it takes a heart that believes that Jesus Christ is the son of God. It takes a heart of repentance to say, listen, I've messed up. You know, God, I don't want to live any kind of way anymore. I want you into my life. And the Bible says that if you Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is the son of God and he was raised from the dead. You will be saved. So I pray today as a result of this podcast, this Mother's Day edition, that you were blessed and you were encouraged. And I pray that you are mindful, excuse me, that you are the beloved of God. Yes, you are. So we want to thank you for tuning in today and we pray that you were blessed by today's podcast. Tune in with us weekly right here on the Podbean app and Apple iTunes. If you'd like to contact us, email us at Kenya C. Williams Ministries at Yahoo.com. Until next time, remember, remember, 
And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. 1 Corinthians 13 and 13. And I am Reverend K.C. Williams of Kenya C. Williams Ministries. Peace and blessings. And remember to give thanks to the Lord, for he is good and his love endures forever.